Hello and a very warm welcome to you, our dear listener. This is the New Life Program, coming to you live from the heart of Nairobi. This is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. We have a great show lined up for you. Thanks for joining us. I am your host, Monica Kamokwa. Very glad that you are tuned in. And to start off the show is Lydia Achieng. We will be talking about how we view each other on family life. Then later on, Sister Becky will join us in in the Bible segment with the topic Grace and Peace in Christ. But first, let's get the song Nifuraha by the New Voice Singers. Stay tuned. Thank you. 
by the new voice singers you're listening to the new live program coming to you live from the heart of Nairobi this is Adventist World Radio the voice of hope here comes Lydia Cheng with more on how we view each other stay tuned and be on the know Hello dear listener, welcome to today's Family Life program. I'm your presenter Lydia Acheng. Today we'll talk about how we view each other. How do you view your spouse? What type of glasses are you looking through in your mind's eye? Are you looking through tired eyes, through a view that isn't as positive as it was before marriage? My husband Steve and I have been married for almost 42 years. Yeah. As I look back, I can see that even though we've had a lot of ups and downs in our relationship, the Lord has helped us to fall even more in love with each other than ever before when we look to him to help us. When I look at my husband, I see a man who is the love of my life, and I'm so grateful, especially since living together day in and day out can change the way we view and treat each other. It's like what Dr. Gary and Greg Smiley state. During courtship and early married life, Almost everything the maid says or does is interpreted in a positive light. He or she can do no wrong. Even unpleasant behavior can be turned around and made positive. This produces a perfect image of the loved one that emphasizes the appealing features and conceals the undesirable ones. In a sense, it's like one maid views the other with a pair of rose-tinted glasses. Everything is perfect. But if the marriage runs into trouble, The repeated disappointments, arguments, and frustrations lead to a change in perspective. For example, a wife may shift from a rose-colored perspective to a negative one. Her attitude changes from one of admiration to fault-finding. Then, much of what he does is interpreted in a negative light. He can do no right. In essence, when the relationship runs into persistent problems, we have a tendency to switch lenses and see our mate differently, more negatively. Dr. Debbie Cherry adds, "Each of us sees our world through a particular set of senses. If we are not careful, 
the type of glasses we put on can distort what we are trying to see. So, let's look at a few of the types of glasses we can view our spouse through and hopefully we learn something through this examination. The first there are rose-colored glasses. Dr. Debbie L. Cherry in her book Child Proofing Your Marriage says, "These are just about everyone's favorite. We'd all love to live in a world that is perfect, and that's what these glasses help us to believe. As we slip these glasses on, everything we see seems to change. But is this change something that benefits our marriage? Sometimes. The Bible says, 'A man's wisdom gives him patience.'" It is to his glory to overlook an offense. That's in Proverbs chapter 19 verse 11. Prayerfully seek God's wisdom to know when it's best to overlook and when it isn't. Dark-colored glasses. As Dr. Cherry says, although we may say that we don't want to wear these glasses, many of us end up choosing to put them on at least part of the time. And this can be dangerous because how we see our spouse can sometimes become clouded. If our sensitivity levels are set too high, we can take offense when none is intended. We can look for slights when they aren't really there. We can assume the worst when it may not be true. Dr. Les and Leslie Parrot give a great demonstration of this point through a simple exercise they use when they teach undergraduates. They ask their students to point out to the person sitting next to them everything they can find that's the color green in the room. After doing that, they asked how many of them came into the room looking for green things before they did this exercise. When no hands go up, they say, "What we have done in only a few seconds is give you a green mindset." They go on to tell them, "All of us see whatever it is we prepare our minds to see. Our perception in how we view a situation is the result of our attitude. Once we have a particular mindset, We see everything and everybody in a certain way, either more positively or negatively, even if our perception isn't accurate. That's why in marriage and in life, we so often find what we are looking for. If you think your spouse is lazy, you can find plenty of evidence to support your case. If you think your spouse is efficient, you can find experiences to back that up too. Whatever you have it in your mind to find, you will. magnifying glasses these are held in front of our eyes so we can view things clearer than we could otherwise but caution that needs to be noted with magnifying glasses because sometimes we turn them on our spouse and on others inspecting every fault without turning them on ourselves which can lead to trouble matthew chapter 7 verse 3 to 5 Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, "Let me take the speck out of your eye" when all the time there is a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Goggles. These are worn by those who are trying to protect their eyesight, and that's what we want in our marriage. The enemy of our faith wants to distort the way we see our spouse, which can cause a lot of problems. If we aren't able to see our spouse as our heavenly Father sees him or her, then we aren't looking at them in truth. Our vision is worth protecting. Matthew chapter 6 verse 22 to 23. The eye is a lamp of the body. 
If your eyes are good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17 to 19. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he he has called you the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and his incomparable great power for us who believe clear glasses these types of glasses are ones with no tint at all they allow you to look at your spouse realistically and see both the good and the not so good Prayerfully as you clearly look through them you'll see your spouse as God does with his eyes think about this how would you treat your spouse if you saw them as being autographed by God first samuel chapter 16 verse 7 the lord does not look at the things man looks at man looks at the outward appearance but the lord looks at the heart radio host ron hatchcraft relates the story of his blind friend who had surgery which miraculously restored some of his sight the sight he'd lost years before ron said he told us how beautiful the mountains were especially how beautiful his wife was he said i've finally seen my wife for the first time in 16 years what a breakthrough we pray for all who are listening to this that need a breakthrough miracle that you look at your spouse maybe for the first time in years and see him or her clearly as god does with the eyes of his heart as this happens we pray that god's love will knit both of your hearts together this material is provided by marriage missions international until next time god bless you If you're just joining us, this is the new live program with me, Monica Kamoko, your host, coming to you live from the Adventist World Radio, the Voice of Hope. Always a pleasure to have you with us. You haven't missed a lot. If you wish to drop comments, suggestions, or questions, do so through the producer, Adventist World Radio, PO Box 42276, code 00100, Nairobi, Kenya, or email us at awrnairobi at eku.adventist.org. Now that that is off the way, here is a song, Nine Noluimbo, by the New Voice Singers. You're listening to the new live program coming to you live from the heart of Nairobi. This is Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. You don't change the channel. Oh, 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 oh,
My dear listener, thanks for choosing our station. We are because you are. And now, please join me as I welcome Sister Becky for the Bible segment. Her message is Grace and Peace in Christ. Be blessed. My dear listener, most beloved of God, thank you very much for joining us this day, and thank you for finding time to listen what God has to offer this day. Me, your presenter, I am Becky Arunga, and today we are going to discuss the Word of God and see what manner of grace and peace He offers unto us, even in this world that is full of chaos and is soon perishing. Before we proceed, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we give thanks and praise unto your name for affording us a chance this day to listen to your word of truth. How we pray that you may fill each one of us with your Holy Spirit to be our teacher and to guide us through understanding your word. And Lord, I pray that you may give us utmost concentration that we may listen to you speak to us to the very end. Thank you for hearing and answering our prayer for we make it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, my dear beloved, we are living in a time and age that many things that we once believed in have been severely challenged. But even amidst the chaos that is happening in this world, God is affording us an opportunity to experience peace and grace in our hearts. Sure enough, the Lord has afforded us a chance in His Word that as we study it on a day-to-day basis, we may understand that which He has given unto us. The Apostle Paul wrote to the church of Philippi in the book of Philippians chapter 1, reading from verse 1. He says, Paul and Timothy, born servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi with the bishops and deacons. Verse 2, Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul is beginning his letter to the Philippi by writing and telling them that he wishes them to have grace and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. He is trying to assure the church in Philippi that despite the many things and tribulations that they might be going through, there is still peace and grace that God affords. And so, beloved, As we are listening to God speak to us this day, many are the infirmities that we face on a day-to-day basis. Perhaps one is suffering from a disease. Perhaps someone is struggling financially. 
Perhaps someone is struggling to overcome a particular addiction. Perhaps someone is struggling with a terrible family situation. Perhaps someone's family is on the verge of breaking down. But this day, my beloved God is saying unto us, reminding us of his grace and his peace that he wishes that we may have on a day-to-day basis. Father, he proceeds by reminding us that the way to overcome, the way to appreciate the peace and the grace of God that has been poured unto us daily is by making prayer, by praying to God and committing ourselves day by day unto him. Because the fellowship that God has afforded us in our lives is to enable us to live day by day experiencing his love and his concern towards us. And friends, the time that we made a chance to be associated with the word of God, from the very day that we made the decision to be the people of God, the grace of God has seen us through our problems. The grace of God is sufficient to see us through all our anxieties and all our troubles and all our problems. And so Father Philippians chapter 1 verse 6 gives us the assurance that because we have chosen to trust in God, we should move forth in confidence. The Bible says, being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Sure enough, my beloved friends, God has called us into fellowship with him. God has called us to a higher perspective that we may taste of his goodness, that we may taste and see that he is good, that we may learn to trust in him with everything that he has given unto us. And so from the very moment that we decided to live the life that God has called us unto, he is telling us and saying that we should be very confident of this one thing, that the good work that he began in us is able to bring it unto completion. What more assurance do we need, brethren? At this time when there's a lot of pestilence and disease, when there's a lot of famine, when there's a lot of breakdown of families, when there's a lot of moral decadence, sure enough, we have no other refuge but Christ Jesus. He alone is our rock. He alone is our refuge. He alone is able to see us through the thick and thin of life. And so I invite us yet again. I invite us to reaffirm and affirm our faith in Christ Jesus, for he alone is able to save us from all our problems, from all the sin that this world has to offer. Beloved of God, even as we walk day by day in this world, we may be faced by the challenge of unemployment, we may be faced by the challenges that we encounter on a day-to-day basis, we struggle with the best ways possible on how to raise our families, We're struggling with the best ways possible on how to live the life that a Christian ought to live. But worry no more, my friend, because God is assuring us yet again in his word. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6, he says, Be not anxious about anything, but with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request known unto God. And so this day, I want to invite us to a moment of prayer. I want to invite us to appreciate the power of prayer in our lives. I want us to move on our lives knowing that whatsoever we seek the face of the Lord in prayer, he shall grant unto us. Sure enough, our friend, the world is so full of problems. We cannot handle them with care, but we can sure trust God 
as we seek his face in prayer, but he shall take care of all our needs. Thank you very much for joining us this afternoon, this time that God has given unto us in everything that we do, let us continually seek his face. Let us pray. Thank you, everlasting Father, for this chance that you've given us to listen to your word and to remind us that we need to pray and seek your face continually for your grace and your peace has been outpoured unto us freely. We pray that may your presence and your spirit guide us in all that we do and may we be channels through which your blessings flow. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you very much for joining us. Till next time, may God bless you and keep you safe. Bye. Thank you for staying tuned throughout the show. I hope you're blessed just like I was. Don't forget to send us your views, comments, or questions about the show to the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 42276, code 00100, Until next time, I have been your host, Monica Kamokwa. God bless you abundantly.
Rafiki Kamini, Ira Yesu, Kombozi Wangu. 